Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Well, it's testimony time. The Bible says in Revelation 12:11, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Today we have a very powerful testimony. So help me welcome I Kobe to the stage to give his testimony. Hi, hi, church. Yes, my name is Kobinai Japan. But everybody calls me I Kobe. Wow, today I have a very powerful testimony. I'm from the Pistis region. Thank you. Yes. My testimony is about exam success through the prayers of our pastor, E.S. Joy. We are blessed to be in this church where every exam, every midterm, even presentations, we have prayers being sent to us from our pastor. And for me, I've been here for six good years, almost six years. And at every point in time, I have had a miraculous breakthrough through the prayers. But if I were to give all the testimonies, it won't. I mean, it can't. So I have a testimony about last year's exam, which was, um, I'm a final year medical student. <laughs> and then in, the, in, our, in our school, we have theory exams and we have clinicals. So if you pass your, if you, if you pass your theory and you fill your clinicals, you fill the course. Okay. Yes. So we had um, ONG and child health. I think the credit hours are 16, 16 credit hours each. Yes. And I, I sent a message to mommy that um, we were writing exams at the time. And then there was a conference or a convention happening. I, I don't know. But then she stepped out and then she sent a prayer. And I was so blessed and I was so sad. She said that whatever he has not looked up, Lord, he said whatever he doesn't know, let him look it up. Let him let, bring it to his remembrance. Okay, there was a section of the exam where we had to do a number of drugs, and then they had well, about like 100 drugs to learn. There are side effects, there are contraindications, there are indications. And I hadn't touched, I, I mean, I had said I would learn this uh, procrastination in tea. I never opened that thing. You know, so after I listened to the prayer, I said, you know, let me just open this. And I opened the first drug inside, and I learned only the first drug. And when I got there, that was the drug that was there. That station alone was 20 marks. You know, I had a friend who, who actually had 62 and chilled the course. He had 62 and chilled the course because he passed the theory but filled the clinicals. I'm telling you, it's not like it's a, this thing I see. And then it happened that the same, the same um, diseases I had learned, that was the exact thing I met in the exams. My consultants were cool. I mean, at a point, I was just fumbling, and he said, relax, relax, relax. And I felt a presence there, and I knew that the prayers were working practically for me. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about today. God has been good, and God today has a special blessing for everybody here, and that there will be prayers. And I, and I want to urge you and encourage you that believe in the prayers, and you will really see a blessing. Thank you so much. What a powerful testimony. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today we are about to hear the word of God. And I want you to open up your heart. I want you to open up your spirit because your life will never be the same and our pastor will be praying for us, believe in the prayers and you will never be the same. Stand to your feet, put your hands together and welcome our pastor Eacho.
Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, what region do you belong to? And if your neighbor is in a color that is not one of these, tell them that you are showing that your roots are not deep in the church. If your roots was deep, you belong somewhere. So anybody in another color, you have betrayed yourself today. Please, those of you in the t-shirts, walk inside, walk inside, and fish out members today, because I don't know where you are from. Uh-huh. Somebody is wearing what? Pink. I see white. I see white and black. You are from where? Where are you from? Where are you from? Hallelujah. Well, today we are celebrating our regions. Ah, you don't have a region. <laughs> Amen. Some of you, you like to belong to things outside church. But when you come inside the church, then you bring your false self here. And then you are just inside. It's like, oh, I'm just there. What kind of church is this? They are making noise. Where should we go and make noise? We don't go to the betting house. We don't go to the football field. This is where we make our noise. But you, who are you and where are you from? Ah, hallelujah. Amen. As for today, today every region when we are closed, just descend on people and tell them, listen, since you don't know where you came from, I've come to introduce myself to you that I'm from here. So since I'm talking to you, I'm inviting you to join me there. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. Hey, why is it by force? Your mouth. How can it be by force? Hallelujah. But as you see us this morning, Number one, we are releasing tension. Are you not releasing tension? Ask your neighbor, have you been learning? If you have been doing what we call Agenda 5, it means you have been learning 10 hours a day. By all means, you need to release it somewhere. So forgive us for making noise. But in fact, it's not. And today, I've seen a lot of things. I've seen that the film stars are overwhelmingly anti I've seen that the dancers are overwhelmingly pistis. I've seen that. No, it's true. There are others inside, but the balcony. I've seen that the choir is overwhelmingly charisma. Hey, what? Hey. And I've seen that. And I've seen that there's another faction of dancers that are all busco people. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Hallelujah. But again, I beg you. Eh. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it's a good sign because when you, when you, if I'm going to invite a friend, I'll invite the friend to whatever I am doing. Are you seeing it? So it's nice. And we thank God. So God bless all of you who have really put yourselves in Antioch, I will give you a knock very soon. <laughs> ah. 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 You have spoiled my sound. Hello. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Hallelujah. So we thank God. This morning, I want you to just bow down your head and pray for a moment. We are at the dawn of another mitzem, and you want to say that, Lord, and may everything I hear today encourage me and help me on my way. And as you've come here, maybe you came in a little tired, may you be refreshed even as you are here. Maybe you are a little afraid, may every fear fall away. We're going to take a few minutes and really pray about exams at the end of the message. But even at this time, I want you to just turn your mind to the word of God and say, Lord, I came. let me hear a message inside the message, something that is for me. Father, we are so blessed. We thank you so much for 
a day like this and for a church like this, I thank you, Lord, for the joy that you have given us, the liberty that comes from you. We're so grateful. I pray that as your word comes, Spirit of God, you know where each one of your children is standing. You know where they are. You know their struggles. You know their issues. This morning, meet us all at our point of need. That when we end the service, we'll say that we have been truly met and we have been truly helped. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may take your seat. I'm preaching for a very short time because you've not, you, have not, you have not allowed me to have time. It's very simple. Now, let me just give a very quick um, message. The entire month of August, we are working on our spirituality. Are you there? Yeah. Because we notice, I have noticed that many of you, you don't even own Bibles. You left your father's house and you came without a Bible. Meanwhile, your roommate has come with their charms. Because they too, that's what they believe. But you, the believer, you just woke up and you came like that, ajar. <laughs> Are you there? The entire month of August after the midterms, we're going to fast three times a week. Tuesday. Please don't start clapping because you don't mean it. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Tuesday, every Tuesday, every Friday, and every Sunday. On Tuesday and on Friday, we'll wake up to do the flow prayer with our Father. And then we'll meet here in the evenings, Tuesday evening, Friday evening, and we will pray. Amen. On Sunday, you just come to church fasted. We'll pray in church. And when we are done, you are done. Is that okay? Just something to stir up our spirit a little. I think it's, it's something that's needed. Amen? If you, if you have a copy of the book, The Sweet Influences of the Anointing, we're going to be using that to pray because there is a way in which God affects everything that we do and every, every part of what we do. And we're going to be praying through. And then we're going to be talking throughout the month about quiet time. Because many of you don't have your quiet time. Yeah. Some of you, as soon as, I mean, God does not hear from you. As soon as there's small pressure, small tension, everything collapses. And you say, oh, I'm doing exams, so I cannot pray. You are, uh, no, 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 don't shout. Just listen, just listen, just listen. You are about to fail, not exams, life. Not exams. When you are a student, exams come in seasons. This season, that season, that's how it is. Then the rest of the time is normal. When you come out and you start to work, life is an exam. So if you don't know how to have your quiet time, you don't know how to pray, you cannot pray during, I mean, just life, then, then you are not going to live. You're not going to live at all. Or you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because life is an exam. And I can show you a lot of exams. And every year I share this. And they don't believe. Then they finish school. Then they go. Then they start working. Then I start getting texts. Hey, mommy, what you said is true. What you said is true. I don't know whether I'm sitting or I'm standing. I don't know what to do. I've not been to, to, to church for four weeks. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. By the way, all finalists, I have a very short meeting with you immediately after service. Very short, outside, but very short and very fast. Is, are you there? So you must learn to be spiritual and keep it. You keep it, no matter what is going on in life. You keep it. And we're going to be talking about the quiet time. So starting from after Miss I'll start teaching on the 15 powerful effects of the quiet time. If you knew that it was so powerful, you'd be forcing to do it. Yeah, you'd be forcing to do it. But for today, I just have the short message for you. I'm continuing with the Good Samaritan, Luke chapter 10. Again, I will not finish. But I'll reach where I reach. I just want to share. It's just one point I'm trying to make. Last week, we talked about verse 30. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves. Film stars, that was a nice movie. God bless you. Amen. Somebody who has fallen among thieves. Which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. I pray that you are recovering from your deadness. Hey. 
Are you there? When you came to school, your common sense was working. But after coming, mm, after what? After coming, something has happened to your mind. One girl that you have seen, your mind doesn't work again. You have blown your whole, I mean, all the money that they are giving you. Your whole allowance, you have just blown it from foolishness. Are you there? Young lady, when you left your father's house, your mind was intact too. Anyway, so that was what we're talking about last week. They wounded him. Please, go back to verse 30. And they departed. One of the characteristics of the devil is that after he has messed you up, he leaves you in the mess. In the mess. He creates a mess. You work with him in the mess, and he leaves you. So the day that you have gone to drink and you are drunk, and you have taken your father's car and fallen into the gutter with it, when you look around, your coppers have gone. They have left you inside. It's typical. They've departed, leaving him half dead. When you have smoked weed until your mind is gone. You know, they don't know what causes schizophrenia. My dogs, am I right? The only thing we know is one of the helpers of schizophrenia is we. Yes. We don't know anything else. We are there. We know that some people, they just, I mean, suddenly they were normal. Suddenly they have touched something, 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 something. I have another uh, doctor coming today. What I'm saying, is it true? It's not true. They don't know what causes. They only know that there's a link between this one and this one. And that's what the world is trying to make freely available. Our madness is about to reach another height. But let's go to verse 31. <laughs> and by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a, a certain Samaritan, tell your neighbor, a certain Samaritan. As he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And went, up, went to him, bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. Today, I'm speaking to you on the subject of help. Help. This man fell into a problem. And he was there, and he needed help. There are some of us in the simplicity of our minds who think to ourselves that I don't need anybody's help. By the way, if you are in this church, when I'm preaching, get off your phone. Get off your phone. I don't want to see Facebook open. Uh -huh. Before I send you an arrow, and don't tell me you are writing notes. The notes you write on your phone, you never read them, so just stop. Tell mm. yeah, It's because of somebody that I've seen. That's why I'm saying it. <laughs> Amen. Eh? <laughs> and so I'm talking to you today about help. Some of us have come to this earth, and for some reason, we imagine that we don't need help. It is, it is, it is the height of deception to think that as you come, you can walk alone. And me, I don't like people. You don't have to like people, but you should just know that you need help. Are you there? Tell your neighbor, you don't have to like me, but you need me. You don't have to like me, but you need me. <laughs> Are you in the church this morning? Yeah. You don't have to like me, but you need me. You need me. As you have come to KNUSD, you may not like me at all. But I tell you, you need me. Because I don't know who else is going to pray over your, 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 your work. I don't know. I don't know who else is going to, who is praying for you. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Hey. Your mother, she's praying about your character, not your marks. <laughs> not your paper tomorrow morning. She's worried about your swimming. It's a good prayer also. Your grandmother is maybe praying, but nobody's praying about your exam tomorrow. Don't, don't hype yourself at all. So turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you actually need me. And if you were not sitting in the church, the church would not be interesting. Yeah. You know why we have enjoyed this morning? 
we have enjoyed this morning not because of Antioch, not because of Pistis, not because of Charisma, not because of Bosco, but because of all of them together. Yeah. That's all. That is what has made it sweet. Yeah. When you remove the human factor, the other, the other person from it, it's not nice. It's not nice. Hallelujah. And so I'm speaking to you about help. And I'm talking to you about sources of help. The main source of help is God. But I was young and now I'm old and I have never heard of God coming down himself to resolve the issue. Sometimes I wish he would. But he doesn't seem to do that. He seems to always work through people. This man met three people. The priest didn't mind him. The Levite didn't mind him. I don't know why you are where you are. The Levite also didn't mind him. Are you in the house? But a Samaritan came. All that while God was aware he was lying there. Amen. And so if you don't learn it quickly, you may end up driving away your source of help or snubbing your source of help or ignoring your source of help or playing down your source of help. Are you in the church this morning? In Genesis chapter 30 and verse 27, there was a man, this man is a very bad man, but for once he was speaking sense. <laughs> and this is the father-in-law of Jacob. He used to cheat Jacob. And when Jacob wanted to leave, he said something. I pray thee, if I have found favor in thine eyes. You see, people who cheat, they always have nice raps. Oh, they always, always. Have you never been walking through town? You have not planned to buy the shoe. And by the time they were done with you, with the wraps that they have, yeah, and they have even increased the price. You are not planned to buy the shoe. Oh yeah, you didn't plan to buy it. And then you, you just buy it. I'm telling you. So this man, he was a cheat. And he did a lot of things. But look at what he said. I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. So if he didn't know anything at all, he didn't know a lot of things, he was very some way. He was very, very some way. He would tell the man, I'll pay you this. In fact, at a point, Jacob complained. He said, you have changed my salary ten times. Not that you have changed it for the better. But Charlie, you are... <laughs> are you there? You've changed it ten times. But this man, he was wise enough to notice something. And he said, I am blessed because of you. Not me because. And some of you who are here today, you need to understand that it's somebody's blessing that's keeping you. Yeah. Somebody because God is minding you. Are you in the church? Yeah. God just has a way. God just has a way. Hallelujah. So who are these helpers? Who are these people? Because I'll show you why sometimes you miss it. The first category of people I want to talk to you about are poor people. Poor people. Many times when we see poor people, we think, what can they give me? What can they do for me? So a lot of us have an attitude. You're coming to your uncle's house. The watchman is sitting outside. You've been greeted and you pass. What's his crime? Just that he's poorer than you. When I was in Tamale, I used to have a watchman. I used to tell him, I said, Baba, anyone who enters and they don't greet you, they should go back. Yeah, because my house was a house that a lot of young people would come. And I noticed that a lot of the young people will not mind him. They will not greet him. They will not do anything. And I just told him, I said, no, if they don't greet you, they should go. Amen. From today, learn it. You are not nice to a person because of what he has. However he, he has it, whoever he is. Just human courtesy. There is an interesting, funny story about this. And I'm going to tell you that's the story this morning. Listen, people are struggling for chairs. It would be very nice. Lady Rev, can some of your people just pick out? You see, I don't like people who frown in the front. Uh, so fill the front with people. <laughs> Saying this church, they don't allow you to sit on the front seat. When you have made your face like lemon juice, why do I want you on the front seat? In fact, seats one, two, and three, I don't like people who don't smile. Uh, so rearrange it, then you can put other people anywhere. And people who sleep during the word. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't accept it at all. 
I don't accept it, cry. So ask your neighbor, are you the type who can sit forward a little? Are you the type? Uh, Richard, sort it out and let the person sit at the back. I don't know who you are bringing to me. Sort it out. Move people. Because somebody who's coming to church at 9.25, I wonder if they are serious. <laughs> are you in the house? I'm, I'm, I'm sharing something with you. The story is told of a lion who got caught in the net of a hunter in the middle of the forest. But before the day when he got caught, you see, he was walking through the forest and he fell asleep one day. And a little mouse came passing him by. The mouse didn't see him. By the time the mouse was aware, the lion had caught him. And so the, the mouse, you know, he caught the mouse and he was looking at the mouse shaking. And the mouse begging, please don't eat me. Please don't eat me. So there was a conversation. The mouse said, if you eat me, cry. It won't really do anything for the hunger that is doing you. So I beg you, just leave me. And the lion said, why should I leave you? Why should I leave you? He said, oh, you leave me. You just be kind to me. I'll also be kind to you one day. The lion said, me, what can you, the mouse, do for me? Which is how many of us think about poor people. What can you do for me? But he looked, played with the mouse, and then he looked at him, just left it. Go. So the mouse ran away. Time passed, and a hunter was hunting. He had gone to put his net somewhere, and his net trapped the lion. And the lion was, he roared as the thing caught him. So the, the mouse heard it and wondered, what has happened to lion? When he came, there was lion struggling, but caught in the net. The mouse observed the situation, and he said to lion, Lion, don't worry. I'll get you out. Lion said, how are you going to get me out of this net? Look at my size. I'm not able to get myself out. And the mouse said, wait. And he began to chew. 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 Until he had chewed enough for lion to be able to stretch it. And the lion came out. Thanking the mouse for saving his life. You may think a poor person is of no use to you. You may think. Are you there? You may think, in 1 Kings chapter 17, after declaring drought on everybody, <laughs> Elijah, when you were declaring the drought, I don't know why you didn't take care of yourself. But he declared that drought that until he says so, it's not going to rain again. Well, after declaring it, he himself fell into the thing. So God showed him where he should go and pack himself. But after a while, that place to God dry. And in verse 9, God told him, go to this place. When you get there, he said, you will see a widow there who will sustain you. When Elijah got to the place, he met the widow all right. And he asked the widow for water. Then he said, bake something for me to eat. And the widow said, ah, I was just coming to bake something. Me and my son will eat it. And then that's our last and we know that we're going to lie down and die. And that was when Elijah gave her a word and told her that the flour barrel would never be empty and the oil jug would never be empty. And that's how they ate until the famine time passed. But if it was you and me, we would have asked God that, so if you are going to bless me, is it a widow who also doesn't have? Mm. The church is very quiet. Is it a widow that you are going to use to, 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 to help me? Why will you not use a rich woman? The truth of the matter is that many rich people are not going anywhere very fast. It's true. It's true. So when you become rich, please get rich and use your sense. Because Jesus said that it's easier for a camel to enter the eye of a needle. Have you seen a camel before? Have you seen it before? You remember we had one? Uh, you remember? Yeah. We had a camel. And have you seen a needle before? How the needle is just this length. So how it, it says it's easier for that big camel to go through the needle, the eye of the needle, than for a rich man to enter heaven. It tells you something. Because most rich people don't help much. The person who will be willing to share their kinky with you is the one who has only one. So come, let me share it into two. 
Some of you have, some of you, you are wealthy roommates. What do you do for your other roommates? You can see that the person doesn't have. What do you do? What do you do? It's rather the roommate who doesn't have. Who says, Charlie, roommate, don't worry. God will take care of us. You let us share this one. And after we have shared, we'll see what God will do. Yeah. God will help us. God will do something. Hallelujah. Are you there? So God went and picked a widow. And the truth is that it worked. It worked. Are you there? Hey, the church is quiet again. Titus chapter 3. I just want to read the second part of Titus chapter 3. Give it to us in the New King James. I want to read from verse 2 and 3. You see, it says, You should speak evil of no one, be peaceable, gentle, showing humility to all men. Amen. Showing what? Humility to all men. So those of you who gossip about people, and you say that, oh, look at the shoes that she's wearing. Look at the this, look at the that. I mean, be very careful. Also, you don't know what's waiting for you on the road of life. You don't know what's waiting for you. Are you in the church? I'm sharing with you people who God sends to us. Another group of people, another person that God sends to you to help you. Fathers. Fathers. Biological fathers. Substitute fathers. If you start to list your fathers in your life, you'll find about nine or ten of them. A substitute father is the person who comes on board when your own father is either not there or is not performing his duty. For some of you, it's your big brother. For some too, it's an uncle. Somebody who is just a substitute. But what normally happens is that when it's not your biological father, then you bring attitude. Are you there? Some of you, it's your stepfather. And I can't after all, you're not my father. Hey, but he's the one that God has ordained to help you at this point in time of your life. Hmm. I'm talking to some people. Are you there? Talking about helpers. Helpers of your life. Sometimes you don't like the fathers because of the things they say to put you right. Amen. Media, my father, he abandoned me, so I don't like him. Careful. Careful. Just leave that one. Why? Because you are carrying 50% of his genes. The thing that faced him, it just might come and face you. Mm. It might face you. Are you there? A friend of mine, he was not marrying. I said, why are you not marrying? He said, his father has had eight wives. So, <laughs> as he has looked at it, he doesn't want the problem. And he was growing. 25, 30, 29, 30, 32, 35. The last time I met him, he was about 43 years old. He is now, the daughter is like this. He will retire and he will still be paying fees. All because he was, you see, you don't know what is fighting your father. Be careful. That's why in this church we tell you, just look at the scripture. Ephesians 6, honor your father, your mother, that your days may be long. That's all. He didn't say like him. Didn't even say love him. Just honor. Just do what? Yeah. Just honor. And sometimes he's like that because if he had been functional in your life, you won't be where you are. Hmm. I said, if he had been functional, if he had been functional in your life, are you there? Yeah. One young lady was crying. She said, that's all. She said, that's all. Her father, that's all. I told her that. You see, she, for many years, she'll be disturbing me. So one day I asked her that, your mother cried. Where did your father meet your mother? I knew the answer. It's in some village in the corner of the northern region, not um, the north of Ghana. I told her if your father had stayed, that's where you would have been. You would have just been there. I said, by this time, they would have married you off to some allergy. An allergy with no teeth. I said, so stop it. Just stop. Just stop. 
just not, I'm not, you see, not to take it lightly, but to just bring your mind to something so that you accept the substitute that God has given to you. Are you, are you getting me? You accept that God knows that, oh, because of this thing, this one is not functioning. So here is this other one. This substitute father, this cousin, this uncle, this brother, this other, sometimes just a stranger who likes you. Some of you, the substitute father is even a lecturer. Somebody who likes you for no reason. I have people I like for no reason. No reason at all. I just like them. Are you in the church? Yeah, I look after some people far away. No reason. I won't get anything from them. Nothing. Nothing. Just that that's it. So if I send you 200 cities, then you send me a text. Please, what I need is more than 200. Hey. 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 But some of you, that's how you are. When your father sends you 200 cities, you don't know his salary. You don't know what he does. <laughs> I pray for your sake. He doesn't die early. But if he dies, that's when you know that he was doing something. Hey. Oh, la, la. <laughs> they say two million. Another one. I'm talking about helpers. Help. The next category of helpers. A stranger. A stranger. Somebody that you don't know. And great blessings can come that way. Hallelujah. When Moses ran away from Pharaoh, he encountered a family. Let me read for you Exodus chapter 2. Now, the priest of Midian, start from around verse 16 thereabouts. The priest of Midian had seven daughters. Okay, take it from verse 15. Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian and sat down by a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. And the shepherds came and drove them away. But Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. And when they came to Ruel, their father, he said, How is it that you have come so soon today? And they said, An Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds and also drew water enough for us and watered the flock. You see, what had happened? In those times, you're going to go and fetch water. Now, these were seven girls. So when they got there, all the shepherds were around with their animals. So they wouldn't give them chance to fetch water. But when they got there, a stranger in the form of Moses was there. So he realized what was happening and was able to, I mean, get the guys away and help them. So when the girls got home, they got home earlier than usual. So their father made a comment that, hey, how come? Where are you? Come, uh -huh. Then they said, oh, we met an Egyptian. That's a stranger. That's a stranger. Some of you girls, when God sends a stranger, then your face will come. Are you there? You know how we can talk with our eyes and with our bodies. Hey, but meanwhile, that's the helper you needed, though. Now, the eye you have used to suck it, to suck it. You look sideways at your neighbor and say, hmm, these eyes, oh, hmm, these eyes. Yeah. <laughs> because some of you, if Moses had been coming to help you, You'd have said that it's because he likes me. He wants to propose. So me, I won't give him gaba. I won't give him chance. He should just move. He should just move. It is true. It is true. That's why when a certain brother has come and he's knocking on your door to wake you up, to bring you to church where he knows that you have help, your things are manifesting. You open the door and say, who, that? who is that? And what? I don't feel like coming to church today. I won't come. Look at your face. Look at your face. I won't come to church today. <laughs> Please ask your neighbor by you, who be you? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are, Mr. Big Staff? Who do you think you are? Uh, Lady Rev, you have a serious chair problem, so you have to solve it. Who do you think you are? I think that some people should just push and let people sit by you. 
Lady Rev, they should just, some people should just move and one more person fits. You are, how big are you? Ah. The cutter, we have only one his size in the church. Eh. Cutter, many it's just us, don't worry. The rest, they are small, small, small. I mean, just shift yourself, shift, shift, shift. Yeah. Shift yourself small. Don't use that aisle. Maybe the person you sit by, he is the one who will show you what you don't understand in tomorrow's paper. Oh, I'm seeing some nice people. Please, they have cleared a chair here. Lady Rev, they have cleared chairs here for you. They have moved down so one more person can fit. Somebody where you are, you're not comfortable. Come, they are chairs. Chairs, chairs, chairs. They are chairs. You want to put a stranger behind me? Are you thinking? There are chairs there. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. If you are outside, I think we can get some four or five people who are outside. They can get places in here. Yeah. I can only see people talking. If they are comfortable, they leave them there. But the ones who want to move can move. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Hey, Moscow people, some of your hearts, sir. There are chairs there. Come, come, come. Keep coming, keep coming. Yeah, there are chairs there. Chairs there. Good. Beautiful. All right. Please, I want to finish preaching. Hallelujah. There's another group of people who. Please, if you are coming, run in faster. Yeah. Beautiful. Those standing over there, please, there are chairs here. Hello. Help you for a while. There are chairs to my left. How many? Some four chairs down here. Okay, she's coming the other way. All right, let us continue. We are finishing. The next group of helpers might surprise you a little. Do you know who they are? The next group of helpers. Your enemies. <laughs> Your enemies. Your enemy. Your enemy. Let me ask you a question. When Jesus Christ came to this earth, he had a mission to fulfill, that he had to die for us and be resurrected. Of all the disciples who helped him die. Thank you. My case closed. Peter was even quarreling with him when he said, Ah, no, it cannot happen. You cannot die. He was assisted in his mission by Judas. There are times in life when God helps you with your enemy. Mm. If that boy had not broken your heart, you would never be serious with your books. Yeah. If that girl had not used you to wipe the floor, you would never have concentrated on what is important at the moment. Oh, it's true. What I'm saying, is it true or it's not true? Yeah. Some of you are like, Mommy, do you know what I went through when my heart broke? Do you know how it was when my heart broke? So let me tell you what to do. Let me tell you what to do when your heart is broken. Hey. After you have cried a little, dry your eyes. Go and go and take a shower. Then go and see your hairdresser. Tell your hairdresser, I want the wildest style that you can do. When you finish, come back, wear the dress that you like. Maybe you have normally been wearing slippers to go to lectures, but find your best shoes to wear and step out as though you own the world and say, my heart may be broken, but he has lost, not me. She has lost, not me. And go back and become serious in life. Yeah. And say, yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes, you see, have you not noticed that the lecturers who you think 
are wildest and most wicked. Is there a subject you learn more? Or you have not noticed it? Uh, I'm asking you a question. I said the lecture that you don't... Uh, he's the one that you go and learn because... Charlie. Hmm. Are you in the church? Yeah. That's an enemy, but he has been allowed into your life. Let me tell you the best enemy you have. You want to know the best enemy you have? You sure you want to know? Satan. If he was not there, you, you will never talk to God. You will never, God will never hear from you if Satan wasn't there. Oh. Shama I said, if he was not there, he's there. Paul, look at your prayer that you do. That is two by four. If he was not there, some of you it's only when you are going to your holy village. That's when you say, hey, let me pray. Niger, my people, my people, as I'm going, let me pray. If there was no danger, God would never hear from you. So as he's there misbehaving, he's actually driving us closer to the Lord. That's why you see that people who come from very wild families, I say wild, spiritually wild, very wild areas, when they give their lives to Charlie, they don't joke. They don't joke. Some of my favorite Christians are Nigerians. Their Christianity is very wild though. Not this, our milky water Christianity. No, 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 no. Because where they have come from, Charlie, you must be strong in the Lord to survive. Not this kind of, today I'm here, tomorrow I said the devil's mom. There's this crossover appeal, Christianity. They don't have time for it because of their enemy. Are you in the church? Yeah. The last one I'll share with you. Second Kings chapter 4. The man of God that the Lord sends into your life. In Second Kings chapter 4, it's a long story, so I want you to go and read it as part of your quiet time this week. There was a woman who, of which she lost her husband, and the man owed. So you see that there, some people are Christians, but there's no sense in your head. The man was a believer. He was, look at it, he was a son of the prophet, and yet he was in debt. To the extent that the collateral for his loan were his children. So when the woman died, they were going to take her children into captivity to work as slaves until the thing was paid. And that's when she remembered that her husband used to be under some man of God. And she went there and she got help. He sent her to be asked her, what do you have in your house? The woman said, I don't have anything. Only a container of oil. Some of you would have said, look at him, he wants to cheat me. When we ask you to bring an offering, <laughs> then some of you, your mouth like gun. What you don't know, what you don't know is that this Ghana in which we live in it, if you don't learn to become spiritual over financial things, the only other option is that you become a thief. That's the only other option. Yeah. Yeah. Because you will take loans. Go and ask the teachers. They take loan A, B, C. Most banks have a teacher's desk. A desk for... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they know you'll come. Then they'll give you the loan. So you go to bank A, you take a loan. Bank B, take a loan. How do you think you are here? That's how they pay your fees or your hostel fees. Bank C, bank... Then after a while, you are taking another loan from another bank to pay off. You are just trapped. You'll be sitting and don't become spiritual about offerings. Are you there? And be sitting down there in your carnality because I'm talking to some of you whose mouth is bigger than your brain. And you'll be right here saying that, hey, me, I'll never pay tight. I never Listen, be happy in your poverty. Oh, cry. You are saying it, worry because, listen, your number here does not influence my pay at all. At all. I am, a, I am also giving a salary. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? As a worker in the church, just like everybody, 
the teacher in the class, they don't say whether your lecturer is teaching 40 students or he's teaching 400 students. This is salary. That's how it is for me. So it's not as if when I'm living here, your tithe is in this pocket. This one too is, if I was looking for money, it's not you I'll come to. Ah, please, oh. Please, oh. Are you there? But it's to teach you the financial principles of life. Me, I have worked with this. That is how I have worked. That's up to today. Up to today. Where is somebody? I was talking to somebody yesterday. Oh, him, I wasn't on you. Or the day before. I told you that I needed to go and pay some money. When you inherit something, you have to pay 3% of the cost. And I inherited something. And the cost, 3%. I looked at it. I said, ha, Lord. <laughs> Do you understand when I say, ha, Lord, this one. Hey, this one is something. This bill is something. And they gave me a date to come and finish all court processes. The date is still about two weeks away. I was sitting there. And the Lord gave me instruction. This plus this plus. Then a sheep, I have not, she has never sent me money in my life. I've known her for about 25 years. I was minding my own business. Then I saw a WhatsApp from Brazil. Have you been getting WhatsApp from Brazil? <laughs> You'll be playing jokes. And it said, Mommy, what is your full official name? You know, nowadays they are very official about it. If there are three names and you go and write two, they'll say it's not you, blah, blah, blah. So she wants the full name, something, something. I'm going to send you money. I almost asked her, Why? Not that I don't need, no, but remember, the relationship is over 20 years old. We've never discussed money. She's been in Brazil for, they've been there for what? Oh, watch out. Are you there? When I went for the money, when I went there and I got the money, exactly what I needed to add what I have to pay my bill. You'll be there thinking that it is your two cities. So when I'm teaching you financial principles, it is what I have lived by and what I continue to live by. Because that's what the word of God says. He says, if I give first, seek first the kingdom, everything else will be added. He says, if I pay my tithe, it will be given back to me. Are you there? The windows of heaven will be opened. More than I can, I mean, that's what I'm living in. So you'll be there, be giving me cheeky answers. But we've been sent, because many of you are struggling in school. How to pay your school fees is an issue. How to get a proper hostel is an issue. Oh, I saw somebody's hostel room, I cried. I said, my dog, my, the room my dog sits, sleeps in outside is better than this. No human being should sleep in such a room. It's so wicked. But it's because he didn't have anything. The woman, he asked, what do you have? She said, I have just a small cruise of oil. I said, okay. Go around, collect as many containers as you can and start pouring. She didn't stand there to ask a foolish question some of you asked. Pour what? Pour what indeed? Poor what indeed? <laughs> she started pouring, 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 pouring. She poured oil from that little something until everything was full. And when she finished, she went to him. Please, it's finished now. Then he said, go and pay your debt. Sell the rest. You and your children live on it. It must have been something. It must have been something. Today, Oh yeah, it must have been something. It's your choice. I have a man of God in my life. His name is Bishop Daggerod Mills. I've never hidden it. I've never hidden it. People say that, eh, are you worshiping the man? Do we look stupid? We have gone to school. Though. Why would we worship a man? No, but that's my spiritual father. I believe that he's in my life to help me. Yeah. So when he says, I do. When I do, I'm blessed. You'll be there sitting there asking questions. Eh? Is it by force? Why should they be there? Who must want in? He told us. He said, build the house. He said, hey, with what? He said, you start. You start. Today, fine protocol will not let me tell you the, the number of thousand in which we have houses. 
I cannot tell you. Because you wake up and say it is your small offering. And you are you soon. Hey! I'm talking to somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My spiritual father, he told me, he said, look. He said, we are doing healing Jesus crusade. Be a partner. It will bless you. I'm a partner. He's blessing me. When I get to heaven, I have more souls than I know. He's got a smile. He says, I am. Mm. Mm. Tell your neighbor, and you are complaining over your small. Please ask your neighbor, your tight crying. You know, just explain it. <laughs> what will that 10 cities do for you? What will that, you know, you talk as if it is something that's so much that it will take care of you for the rest of your life. Maybe and so maybe I'll pay mine. Mm. Are you there? So that it will keep on coming. The man of God, you are in this church for a reason. Yeah. For some of you, it's just a space of time. Four years. One, two, three, four, then it's over. For some, six, but in that time, what God has planned to do, for some of you, it's longer than that. Are you in the church? It's time to start using your spiritual feelers. I'm ending. Yeah, I'm ending. And as I end, I want to say to you that decide to be a spiritual person. In all over everything, finances, where you go after school. As for this year, all fourth years, I'm removing you from the page as soon as we are done with school. Yes. If you come back, if you arrive back, oh, we'll find something for you to do. So that you stop feeling that I need you to be here. Whether you are here or not here, the church will move on. Mm. Hey! Matthew, but you seek God for where you should be. Because where he places you, best for you. Where he places you is the best for you. Are you with me? This morning, we're going to talk to God. Help from above. Don't sit here and say, how will it help me in my exams? Hey, may the Lord forgive you. you did, they didn't hear, Dr. Kobe. They didn't hear. They didn't hear. They didn't hear. They didn't hear. But we're going to talk to him today about exams. Amen. I said, we're going to talk to him about what? Exams. I'm going to ask him, some of you, you have played the whole semester. My prayer is that he will forgive you your foolishness and just have mercy on you. My prayer is that whatever you are going to open the book and read, he will direct you to what is relevant so that you don't waste your time. My prayer is that you will not make the kind of mistakes that can change. You see, there are some mistakes there. Eh? You wrote, you saw question one, two, three, four. You didn't know that five, six, and seven were at the back of the paper. Hey, we're going to ask God for help. Those of you sitting over there, if your legs are your own, stand to your feet. Mm. And let's start to talk to God. I want you to talk to God about your most difficult subject. Talk to him right now. Talk to him right now about your most difficult subjects. Talk to him. As we stand in the house of God and in the presence of God, bring to him your most difficult subjects. The one you have been trying to read, the one you've been trying to work it out, but it's still not making sense. Bring it to him. Remind him that he says that the Holy Spirit is a teacher. And today, tell him, Lord, I need the help of the Spirit to teach me that subject. Because I have tried to understand it. They have explained that it's still not really working. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Some people, because you entered first class in your first year, you've become complacent and you've dropped Repent of it right now. He said, Lord, forgive me and help me again. Help me again. Talk to him for a few minutes. Talk to him for a few minutes. Talk to him for a few minutes. Somebody, the lecturer is annoyed with you. He has promised to fail you. Oh, but there is a power higher than him. He's about to forget that he threatened you. He'll finish marking and give you a good grade before he knows what he has done. Talk to him. Talk to him. 
Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Some of you, you've made mistakes during the semester. An assignment that you didn't submit, it has put you back. As you are standing, just clear it. Say, Lord, please just clear it away. Let it not matter. Let it not be relevant anymore. Talk to him. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Some of you dissolve into fear, just light. You dissolve into fear around exam time. Today, every fear is leaving you in the name of Jesus. Every fear is leaving you in the name of Jesus. Just talk to him for a few minutes before I pray for you. Talk, just talk. This one, you are bringing your own private matter. And then I'm going to pray a general prayer for you. Oh, yes. I have been helped marvelously by the Lord. And he's going to do the same for you. Oh, yes. Shaka Masundere. Oh. Oh, yes. Ask him to send his ministering spirits to help you. The Bible talks about ministering spirits he sends to help. Somebody, the learning is going, but then you get tired. The tiredness is going. You can't concentrate. That lack of concentration is going right now in the name of Jesus. From now, you will read and you will concentrate and it will stay. Oh Lord, we are calling you this morning. And lift your children before your throne of grace. First Lord, I ask you for mercy. Have mercy on us where we have missed it. Have mercy on us where we haven't done our best. Have mercy on us when we, there were lectures we should have gone to and we didn't go. Have mercy on us when we spoke in a way that did not please you. And now, Lord, in your mercy, reach out and touch us. Touch every mind in this place. I pray for receptive memory. I pray, Lord, that from now to the end of the sense, Lord, whatever they read, let it be in the paper. If they are reading and it is not in the paper, cause them to just turn over, turn it over. Turn over in the name of Jesus. I call forth, Lord, the past questions that are in those papers, Father. Let them see those past questions. Let them work them through, oh God. Father, today I'm asking for an abundance of A's in Jesus' name. I ask for a bumping up of the CWA in the name of Jesus. I ask, Lord, for supernatural help. Help that defies understanding. Let it be that help to your children. Father, I pray for strength. I lift them before your throne of grace. Those who are not feeling well, Father, every sign of sickness is dropping today in Jesus' name. Every stomach ache is cancelled. Every headache is cancelled. Every cold, every weariness, every tiredness, Father, we clear it now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I speak strength. Nobody will fail for lack of strength. They will have enough strength to do what they must do. I come against human error. And human nature. And I say, Lord, let your children feel led every day. Let them feel led as they go to write their exams. Cause your angels to be around them, O oh God. Let the enemy not confuse them, O oh God. I pray for those, Lord, who are dispirited because they feel that things have gone so badly in the past. Father, from today, turn it around for them. Turn it around. Turn it around. Turn it around. I lift them before your throne of grace. And finally, I lift up before your throne those who don't have financial provision, who don't know what they are going to eat, for whom food is a problem. Father, I'm asking for a miracle. I pray that their momos are going to start ringing. Let people remember them, people that they have forgotten. Let them remember them, Lord, even as I was remembered by somebody from Brazil. Let them be remembered by an auntie, by an uncle, by a sister, by a friend, by someone far away, by someone close by. Let them be remembered in Jesus' name. I pray for divine provision. Let every cupboard be full. Let every store be full. They shall eat as many meals as they need, oh God. Father, we look to you. We trust you. And to you be all the glory. To you be all the praise. To you be all the honor. We thank you so much. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
you want to put your hands together hallelujah amen and amen and amen as every head is bowed this morning and every eye is closed you are here this morning but you don't have a relationship with jesus you need it more than you need even your max more than you need anything i want to give you an opportunity to reach to just give your life to him it's when you are in the house of, of the lord that you have that benefit and so you are here this morning you came because your friends were coming you came because someone invited you or you are always here but you've not given your life to jesus please do that just do that before we leave here because you need his protection as well and that is for those who have given their life to him as every head is bowed every eye is closed you want to receive jesus as lord and savior you can see my hand please just come towards me lift up that hand just lift it up where you are standing just lift it up just lift it up and come come to me just come god bless you just come to me. Just come. I want to pray with you. Just come. Just come. If you're at the back, stretch out and come here outside. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come and make it right with him. God bless you. Just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. Step out this morning and come. God bless you. Just come. Just come. Just come. Oh, just come. God bless you. God bless you. From the back, from the side. Don't say it's too far. Just come. Just come. You are sorting it out with the Lord this morning. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Step out. I'm waiting for a few more of you. Just step out and come. Just step out and come. You're saying that, oh, I was born a Christian. There's no such thing. Each one of us must give our lives to Christ. You're born in a Christian home, all right, but you need to connect with him yourself. Just come. Once you have age, just come just come and confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. God bless you. God bless you. Keep coming. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You've had a Christian upbringing, but now you've got to confess him for yourself. That was why Nicodemus went to him in the night and that's what he was told. That even though he was a leader of the Jews, he needed to be born again. God bless you. You're standing in front. Just lift up your two hands in surrender to the Lord. And as we pray, those of you in the congregation, you can join us. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Please cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. From today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. With all of me, we believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S. God richly bless you.